find yourself drawn in to weather-related words? Welcome to What Is It About the Weather podcast, where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek, and this week, maybe we'll call it subliminal weather that we're going to be talking about. Actually, you'll find out it's not about the weather at all. It's more about our draw to things with the weather in the name, or are we? any case, hope your weather's going well. After my scorcher, things got back to normal. I was in the city this week, and it was pleasant. Maybe I'll use... I took a picture or two. We, you know, we had one of those more like a, a winter blue sky than a summertime. The weekend, it had those hazy kind of light blue, and it was back to a nice crisp blue in the sky. Pleasant enough where I walked around some in addition to the things I had to do. I was there for a couple doctor's appointments. You know, we're, it's, that's the other thing. We're all getting back into these routines. So time for physicals would be, of course, it's a, a skin check as well. Did those things. So far, all, all's good. Everything looks like I'm just a normal old guy, which I'll take. Sometimes we'll just take those things, right? But it was nice to have good weather along with it came across an article, I'm going to put a link in the show notes, about light pollution. And you're wondering, what does that have to do with weather? Well, specifically, it doesn't in this case, but it it had to do with CubeSat. So there's an article in there about uh, a university in Western North Carolina. I think it was UNC Asheville. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that was a case where actually some non-meteorology people, some mechanical engineering students had to do their senior project, and they were looking at the problem of light pollution and put to use a CubeSat. may not be CubeSat the way we've talked about it before, but the idea is fundamentally the same. They look like they were using a weather balloon type thing to float it up, but looks like they're still early in the project, but I thought it was a neat story and something kind of tangentially weather-related, if you will. I also had the benefit this past few days. Actually, it may have been before I recorded the last episode. You know, I look at the sky and I see things and sometimes trying to convey those things to other people, it's just sort of pointless. So I, I on a social platform called Strava, and I think I'm probably mentioned it here before, but it's for, for people who track, you know, athletic activities, if you will. So I, I track my hikes on there. I track my cycling on there. But a lot of times I put pictures of the weather that's going on around me during the event. And sometimes that might mean being on inside riding a bike. And I was, I was doing a stationary bike ride and I looked out the window and we had a front coming through. It was one of the reasons I was inside. And there was Virga, which is for those that don't know, it's basically rain that's not reaching the ground. Many of you may have seen a rain shaft before, a rain shadow, where you can kind of see the rain from a distance if you're in an elevated position. Well, it's kind of like that, except it's not getting to the ground. So it was kind of cool on one hand, so that was part of the, the visual I had. And on the other hand was a Kelvin Hemholtz cloud, which it's like seeing a wave in the sky. And when I say it, I'm talking more of like a traditional drawn ocean wave. So put that in my title. I'm sure none of the people, well, I shouldn't say none of them, the vast majority of those people had no clue what I was talking about. But it was yet another example of me of just names, right? Name, these weather names are always kind of in my head. And these were two that popped in my head. But 
you know, those were ones that are not real common to other people. And I've been doing a lot of things lately where just a variety of weather words and weather names are in my brain. And I started remembering something that happened to me that was related to weather names. And this gets into the whole idea of maybe it's subliminal for some of us. I don't know. You know, I, I often wondered, am I specifically the only one that this sort of stuff happens to? But then I started thinking about the fact that I have a podcast, right? And the name of it is all about drawing people into the idea of a weather word. Now you get here and you realize that we're not talking about weather the whole time and that's not the the fundamental purpose of the podcast. But if you listen to this podcast, you're probably drawn in at least to the word weather, but maybe you're drawn in to other weather names, right? And I was reminded over the past year, so I'm an Amazon subscriber. I know many people are. I'm starting to debate the value in that. But each month you have this option. They call it first reads. Okay, And if you don't use it, I, I've pulled down, the, essentially you get a book for free. And, and usually it's because someone has a new book coming out. And so either, most often, it's an older book from them. Or maybe it's one that they're promoting and, and they're a new author, whatever it is, in any case. So you have a chance to get one for free. It's fine. So I, you know, I usually look through them. And sometimes I pull one down. Most months I'll pick one just because it's free, right? That, that whole thing, add it to my digital library of stuff that I may or may not ever go into. But over the past year, I've noticed that seem to be weather words in there, words like storm, you know, and, and that's used a lot because it can convey different things. But one in, in the last month or so, month or two, had winter in the title. And, you know, I just started, I'm reminded about all these things that, you know, weather ends up in a title. And sometimes it's weather related, right? A lot of those books may have a scene that's about weather, may set it in a certain season, like that winter one probably has some winter connotation. But sometimes storm has nothing to do with an actual weather event. And, you know, it can be in a title. Take the movie like Rain Man. What does that have to do with Weather, it really doesn't, but it's, you know, you got a weather word right in the title. So we they get used a lot. And a lot of times the weather in the title is conveying something else that, that's happened that maybe had a weather-like sort of thing, and that's where the name co- comes from. In any case, I was reminded of this scenario not too long ago, another trip that I made in the city, and I was sitting in the subway, right? And there was this poster on, you know, some advertisement and and it had a weather word in it. And I reminded myself because on this particular subway, there's no coverage. So I couldn't put it into my phone and look it up. I guess I could have typed it in my phone. It's like, when I get home, I need to look at what that is because it had winter, a winter scene with a person on it, but it had like blood red behind it. So I knew it was, you know, there was going to be more to it than that. And I got home, and I didn't do the search right away. I, I remembered a couple of days later to do it. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember what the title was. So I was like going, new movie with weather name, new TV show with weather name, because they, they're advertising, and I don't think it was something old, right? And so I'm going through, and I'm, I'm looking, and I'm not having any success. And so I put it aside, didn't think anything about it. And one of the projects I was working on lately 
I'm using a tool that helps with references, right? And it helps formatting them into the format that, you know, a particular publisher wants you to do them in. So use this tool, makes it a little easier on me. But what came up was Audible, of all things. And not Audible like books, but Audible podcasts. And there it was, right there in front of me. Impact winner. Right. So all of a sudden it was there. And so I thought audible, I first, I thought it was a book. So I went in there and lo and behold, it wasn't a book. It truly was a podcast. It was a produced podcast, much like I old radio shows that were done as more of a drama, right? Where they got sound effects in there. And I, ha- I have, I've started listening to it. Right. And I don't know that I would call it something I would normally be drawn to, but I thought it was kind of funny that here in this day, you know, podcast, and we've talked a little bit about this before, it's it's just become another medium, right? They're calling it a podcast. I wouldn't call it a podcast. I'd call it a, a serialized drama. But like I said, radio shows used to do this all the time, right? They used to have, they draw you in for a 10-week series or whatever it was. And a lot of times it was just a book or a play that they, you know, they serialized and broke up over multiple weeks to keep bringing you back. And this is the same thing. It was It's almost kind of like a, a novelette, if you will. Most of the time, it's not a full-length book. But Impact Winner, it's not the first time it's been used. I mean, you can do a search on Impact Winner, and you can find a video game. You can, can find an actual book. You can find movie-type stuff and television show-type stuff that has used it before. It's not new. So it was interesting that that one did pop up and that I was able to find the thing. And of course, in this case, Impact Winner is a real thing, right? It's a thing that happens theoretically, right? A theoretical in something that you, you know, anybody that's ever seen, I there was deep Impact or um, I don't remember. Armageddon was the one with Bruce Willis back in the day and Ben Affleck and other people. Was it Liv Tyler? Probably. A few other people in it. Not, by It was a, a big cast, right? A lot of people that you probably know. And the premise is the same in all these movies, that there's this big thing that's going to crash into the earth and it's going to basically kick up enough of the earth into the atmosphere that it's going to block out the ability of the sun to reach the earth at full strength. And there's with these things, there's always the initial catastrophe. It it wouldn't be surprising depending on where it hit for it to cause a tidal wave of epic proportions, those sort of things. But even if it hit land and it, it just knocked up a bunch of dust, what you would get, like I said, is this layer kind of like what we've talked about with the major volcanic eruption, right? And this book's about that. But as you know, anytime you're doing this sort of science fiction book, it can't just be humans trying to survive if this happens. There has to either be zombies or vampires. It's vampires in this case, hence the red blood on on the poster that I saw. And, and it got me, again, we came back full circle. And, you know, the whole idea with vampires is they can control you with their voice, right? I mean, that's it depends on whose interpretation of a vampire. But they can use, they can talk to you and make you do things subliminally that you wouldn't do otherwise, right? And here it is with, because it's the winter time that they can do these things. And, you know, 
I like the idea of that kind of stuff. The game, I guess, of all these things I looked at was a little more the reality, which is just surviving until you can get rescued. You know, all of them run into the same premise, which is can you hold out or what does humanity turn into in these events? And this is a case, right, with this word or this name where it's a real thing, right? So impact winter, the winter part of it is real. It's not just something thrown up. And, and you know, you can look to any, I, there's a variety of things, right, that we have that are names that relate to different things. I mean, you can, maybe you've heard of a black swan event. Right. I mean, you probably have heard of a black swan, but a black swan event is essentially it's something that's unpredictable. And they use this quite often in things like the financial sector. You know, you could argue that COVID was a black swan event or the Russia invasion of Ukraine is a black swan event. And, they, and it has impacts that are well beyond the scope of just the event itself. But you can't foresee them. You can't plan for them. And then there's ones that, you know, are more literal, like a meltdown, right? So a nuclear meltdown. And it creates a visual. We've had Chernobyl. We've had, we were close to, in the U.S. with Three Mile Island. But you have this real literal, it's truly a meltdown. But, you know, a kid could have a meltdown, right? So we use those words differently in, in different contexts. And even for, for that example, I mean, you can have a nuclear winter, if you will. Now, this was thought to be more about a nuclear war, but it, the same idea of what would happen with an impact winter. Different things, though. You know, the, the the world would go backwards in terms of its development. You would have these prolonged. It'd be like an ice age in some regard. But but the fundamental premise is a little different in that it's about how much of the sun's radiation can reach the Earth. It's sort of like blackening out the Earth, if you will. Now, keep in mind. Fundamentally, we're not talking about eliminating the ability to see the sun or for the sun to get through it all, but you're diminishing it so much that an actual an impact winter most of the time, because we don't always see things coming from the sky, would likely be a black swan type of event, except on a catastrophic scale. I mean, it, it's hypothesized that this sort of thing is what killed life on Earth, you know, millions of years ago at different transitionary periods. So it's this full circle kind of of names. And I get back to the same thing. You know, we get whatever industry you work in, right? Do you have these sort of names? This, this is what I'm curious about at the end of this. I spend all day, right? Most days, not all day. I spend most days, even my days off, in names that have weather around them. So I know I'm drawn to them. And so when I see these things, these major types of things or catastrophe type names attached to things, you know, they immediately invoke things to me that draw me in or push me to something else. But what I'm curious about and what I'd like to know from you guys out there, right, from y'all, is do you have in whatever field you work in, do you have those sort of names? Do you have names that are synonymous with a major event of some time. You have mentioned a couple here. Or do you have ones that come to your mind, specifically with weather, or words that kind of draw you in? Maybe you're not even aware, right? Because they're so, they stand out so much. 
Right? When I saw Impact Winner, even though I didn't remember it the first time on the subway, I knew immediately what it was, and it wanted to draw me in at least to investigate. Okay. Now, I have to imagine for a lot of people, they see the word like Impact Winner, they don't necessarily have those same connotations that I do, because I knew what it meant. Right? I knew that weather was actually involved, and I knew that it was supposed to be a catastrophic type event. You know, maybe in medical field, a hot zone is an example of that, right? We're dealing with this monkeypox outbreak now, right? And it's going to, you know, you're dealing with all those things. It's just sort of wild. So let me know. It doesn't have to be weather. I'd be curious to know if you have a weather one, that's fine. Some weather name, right? Some specific thing that like if you see a headline or if you saw a book or if you saw a movie with that in the title, what would it be that would draw you in, right? Or if it's relevant just to your field. Yeah, it's, we're all about growing here, right? So let me know. You know how to reach me by now, but just in case you don't, what is it about the weather at gmail.com? Of course, you can hit me up on Twitter. What is it about the weather? Or Mark underscore Jelinek. And I will pass one more thing. I came across one final thing that, that wasn't a word, but it left you thinking because it was just a letter. So you guys know I have this satellite picture that makes up the logo art for the show. It's this question mark. And that's if, if you didn't know that was a satellite picture, that's precisely what it is. When I was in grad school, literally that picture came up on my screen one day and I, was, I kept it. Right. Didn't know if I'd ever use it, but I always thought it was really cool. And it's not the only time I've ever seen a question mark in the clouds. But there was this letter G that showed up around the, the West Coast of the United States in a satellite picture. And I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go look at it. And it made me, you know, there all these people are going, I wonder what the G is, you know, what it's for. And, it, you know, you can see it's not really a G, but it's kind of neat how it came up that way. And I just thought, you know, it refers to they were football fans and they were happy that the University of Georgia you know, won the national championship last year. It's not exactly University of Georgia G, but it's close enough, right? And that's where my brain went. In the weather, I found a different name that was relevant for me. Any case, all right? I'm going to let you guys ponder the different words in your life, whether they're weather words or others that draw you in, what, what things pull you in. So the next time, though, that you find yourself... Running from a zombie, just remember, there's much more to weather than the weather itself.